Hi, this is Ann Robertson, the Executive Director of the Massachusetts Bible Society, and this is the Spirit Walkers Devotion for October 19th, 2007. And first off, apologies for missing last week. I was down in North Carolina for the weekend, and we have the biggest event of the year at the Bible Society coming up without administrative support because we're short-staffed, so it just didn't happen. But then you already know it didn't happen because you didn't get anything. But that's that's why, and hopefully we'll be back on track. Um, this week I want to do something a little bit different than the others and offer sort of a book review. Several times over the past, oh, year maybe, people have told me, you have to read God is Love, Rediscovering Grace in an Ungracious World by Philip Gully and James Mulholland, put out by Harper, San Francisco in 2004. They said, it sounds like you. So, finally, I did pick it up. After all, how bad can a book that sounds like me be? So, And I discovered my friend spoke truth. It sounded so much like me in places that I was tempted to pull up some of my past sermons to see if I should be filing a plagiarism suit. But, of course, that would be ungracious, as well as probably untrue. But certainly we're on the same page, which means that my assessment is that it's a great book. But instead of just sort of talking about it like a usual review, I'd rather just quote from it to give you a flavor of its insight. So, happy Friday! The first quote uh, is in the context of observing a typical sort of turn-or-burn altar call where people are threatened into the kingdom um, with hellfire. And he was witnessing this at an event where his youth group was in attendance. It comes from page 24. He writes, I noticed a disturbing pattern. The young people in our group who went forward were from negligent and abusive families. Those who remained seated came from healthy, loving families. That night I realized how fear manipulates. I recognized how Christianity has preyed on the insecure and anxious. Close quote. The next one comes after they quoted a passage from C.S. Lewis that expresses compassion for those who try their best to escape sin, but often fail because they have been, in Lewis's words, poisoned by a wretched upbringing in some house full of vulgar jealousies and senseless quarrels. And this comes from page 77. And Gully and Mulholland go on to say, Many of us find it easy to judge and hate because we've not made the effort to know and understand. We assign people to hell who spent their lives trying to climb out. Close quote. In the same general context from page 78, they write, Empathy isn't about knowing all the sordid details of another's life. It's about remembering our own faults and failures and realizing others have theirs. Then from page 111, they write, Sadly, the religious life and the gracious life are often at odds. Many churches, synagogues, and mosques, rather than being orchards of trees bursting with fruit, have been barren wastelands where grace is diminished, if not opposed. Instead of being encouraged to produce fruit, we've been trained to be fruit inspectors. We've been so busy building walls around our particular orchards that we haven't realized how ugly, gnarled, and unproductive they've become. Religion, rather than being a gracious force in the world, has been part of the problem. Close quote. Then from page 137, We are most like God when we love each other. Close quote. 
And then after reminding us on page 145 that Geneva reformman John Calvin, quote, had Servetus burned at the stake for calling Jesus, quote, the eternal son, rather than, quote, the son of the eternal God, they write on page 148, becoming gracious will remind, excuse me, becoming gracious will require a reformation that will make Luther's look like redecorating. It will require us to abandon our claim to be favored children. We'll have to surrender the Bible as our ace in the hole and Jesus as a backstage pass. The church will have to serve rather than dominate the world. Christianity will need to reclaim its most distinctive doctrine, the universal grace of God. Hell and damnation will no longer be tools of the trade. We'll need to identify Christians not by what they believe about Jesus but by their willingness to be like him. Sorry, that's ruckus barking in the background. And lastly, from page 176, they write, A gracious church is a church willing to pull the cross down from its steeple and shoulder it in the world. Amen and amen. Thank you for subscribing to the Spirit Walkers podcast, which comes out weekly, usually on Friday, but sometimes on Thursday or Saturday. The new byline for the Massachusetts Bible Society is One Book, Many Voices. This is one voice of many, and I hope you enjoy it. I also would love to hear your voice, and if you would like to email me, you can do so at anne, A-N-N-E, at annrobertson.com. You can also visit the Mass Bible Society's website at www.massbible.org or my personal website at www.annrobertson.com. I'm glad you're out there. Be sure to add your one voice to the many.